interested and I was there a bit like okay twiddling my thumbs what do I do Welcome to Graduate Compass, the podcast for graduates who haven't quite figured out what their next step is going to be. Sophie, you're very welcome to Graduate Compass. Thank you so much for joining us. As a start and a top and tail, for want of a better phrase, can you let us know what you went to study originally and what you're doing now in your career? Mm -hmm. So I went to Lewis Trinity University to study uh, teacher training and specifically primary education early years. So you could do the later years, which is more like key stage two. But I decided to do key stage one because I personally really loved that age group. And all throughout um, high school or secondary school, I I did health and social care and I did childcare. And they were the two subjects besides product design, which is another kind of area of mine that I really enjoy, that, that really kind of clung to me. And I was just a bit like, mm, I really like this. I really like being with children. I love educating them. And I find it that you can be quite creative in that industry as well, because you can create the resources, you can plan the lessons. They obviously have to be catered to the individual children. So I thought teaching would be the perfect outlet for that kind of creative or creativity um and so when I did the teacher training if I'm honest I found it super difficult and I originally wasn't even going to go to university I was what well, I wanted to be an au pair and so it was only really my dad who said you should you should probably go to university because I think you'd be really good at it but all through secondary school I was in quite a lot of the lower sets for kind of almost everything and then when I got to A levels something kind of clicked and I was a bit like I feel like I can do well here so I really need to knuckle down and and start revising and put my all into it and believe in myself because so far nobody had really said to me you could be good at something. So when I found childcare and health and social care, and I found that I was really good at it, I was like, I need to do this and let's go to university. Although, as I say, it was a very hard three years. And because I'm very, what's the word, hardworking, but equally a perfectionist, I probably did too much. And so I never really had like the university experience. I couldn't go out with my friends. I didn't really socialize. All I did was work and read. So when I finished, I, I graduated with a first and I was really proud of myself for achieving a first. Um, but I can't say that I really enjoyed my experience, but I think that was me personally. I think teaching as a job is extremely difficult. And, you know, this past year it's for people who are actually working in a school you can see that it's an extremely difficult job and I think when I came when I finished the degree I realized teaching in its usual instance where you're in a classroom in front of 30 kids you know full time it wasn't to my personal taste so I knew that I also I needed to get my QTS so you need to get your qualified teacher status um, and you have to do like your first year as a teacher and then you become an NQT so a newly qualified teacher and then you do another year and you become an RQT which is a recently qualified teacher 
and then you're officially like a teacher. So I knew in the back of my mind I had I have to do my NQT year, I have to do it because otherwise these three years have been pointless. I've put myself through all this hard work and it's been arduous and for what? I'm not going to have anything to show from it. And I was like, I need to feel more confident in my ability and my understanding of teaching as a as a job, as an understanding of children. So I went and did a master's at Durham um, in education and thoroughly enjoyed that. And I was actually able to experience university life as well. And even though I did put, you know, a lot of work into it, um, because I lived with my boyfriend in Durham and I was away from home and it was just a really nice experience. I thoroughly enjoyed it and came away from it thinking, yeah, teaching is for me. So now I am working in uh, at Leeds Trinity University. So I'm back there now working as a knowledge exchange coordinator, which basically relates to knowledge exchange as a thing kind of says what it is on the tin. It's an exchange of knowledge between an academic um, institution and a non-academic organisation or, you know, a person, for example. So it would be if our university, somebody from the English department were wanting to put on creative writing for, let's say, a local elderly group, that would be knowledge exchange. And it doesn't necessarily have to generate an income, but if it does generate an income, then it's obviously much better for the university because you're getting something back from it, as well as having public engagement, as well as increasing awareness of the university, getting your academics out there and their names known, etc. So I'm kind of the coordinator of that within the university. And then equally, I also on the side of that have my own tutoring business um, and I currently have eight students and it's um, very full on, especially now, given everything. But um, I never would have thought if you'd asked me a year ago when I was looking for jobs. By the way, this time next year, you'll have been working at Leeds Trinity for nearly a year in an area that you've never heard of before. And you're also running a business. I probably would have laughed and fallen off my chair. <laughs> So th- mm-hmm. there's a couple of things that I want to kind of um, touch upon, which you, you've, you've mentioned. First of all, I thought it was really interesting when you said that you, you, you never realised, I might be slightly paraphrasing you, that uh, you, you know that no one had ever said to you that you were good at something. And yeah. and then when you kind of have that self-realisation of your own kind of confidence that you could achieve something, I, it, it's, it's actually not something that's come up very often in the podcast. So if it's okay with you, I'd like to explore that for a second, because I think it's such a it, it's such a great way of phrasing it, that it's such a, an interesting way of phrasing it. So mm-hmm. what did it, when you had that kind of self-realisation, what yeah. was it like? Um, <laughs> I mean... I think I don't I can't tell you at what exact point I, I had this realization if you want to call it that but I just remember when I went through my GCSEs and obviously at GCSE you can pick the subjects that you want to do um, and we had to do languages because it was a language college and I chose product design health and social care and childcare, um, and the childcare was a BTEC and BTECs are looked upon as very limiting that they're not looked at the same as a, as a normal GCSE so because I'd chosen a BTEC quite a lot of people that I knew would say to me oh you're doing a BTEC it doesn't even mean anything so already 
for, for the actual topic childcare people like yeah anybody that does childcare is rubbish and it's not it's not proper so I was a bit like oh maybe I have chosen the wrong thing but then when I started studying it it, it just kind of sang to me and I, I just really found you know because you learn a lot from the biology of a child to how a child develops to how to implement a safe environment for a child how to um, encourage their self-esteem and their confidence and that's 100% one thing that as a tutor I really try to do because I had such a lack of self-confidence and still do to some extent I try and evoke that confidence in my students so they always say oh I can't do it I can't do it and I have a like a little poster in my little office outside that says I'm sorry but can't is not used in this room and I always say to them I'm sorry but no I don't want to hear that word you only can't do it because you've not tried it yet you know and I think that's what I had to say to myself yes you might be afraid of going to university and yes you might be afraid of failing but you don't know unless you try and I think that was the same for my masters if my boyfriend hadn't have said to me you can 100% do a master's you need to have confidence in yourself you've got a first do it I don't think I would have pushed myself to do it and so I think for me I am still very much an anxious person in the fact that I'm always wanting to do my best I'm, I'm a perfectionist as I've already said uh, and I'm conscious that I'm not doing enough but I'm probably doing enough and a little bit more um but I think that that kind of drive and that motivation is also what's got me where I am and it's got me to first degrees and it's got me in a position where you know I've got my own business and, and I'm in a good job so even though it started off that I wasn't really believed in I feel like I'm the one that now needs to truly believe in myself because everybody around me really does because I've kind of proved myself not that I, ha I have anything to prove but if you know what I mean I do, and I'm I'm really grateful for you to kind of for you for expanding on it because it's it's something that is part and parcel of the whole career development journey. That kind of mm -hmm. you know self belief and 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 realizing that you can achieve something and realizing that you know you can you can accomplish what you set out to accomplish. And it's 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 yeah. a huge thing. So I just I really appreciate you taking the time to kind of give us a bit of an insight into that, and I hope that'll be useful to someone who's listening. And I'm curious so to to talk about. To kind of go back on uh, something else you mentioned a few minutes ago because you were talking about like and correct me if i'm wrong here but it very much sounded like you were as you were going through this whole process mm -hmm. that you were kind of having this realization that that teaching in, in the, the let's call it the traditional form of teaching was not for you that there was you know and i thought it was really interesting that you talked about wanting to be an au pair as well because it kind of yeah. it, you know it, it, it there's a that there's there's overlaps and kind of skills and energies there and kind of in, in the one-to-one -one tutoring so mm -hmm. When did you start really, I suppose, accepting that you weren't going to go down the, the let's call it the traditional teaching route and you're going to go into your own business? When did that become a clear idea for you? Well, um, in regards to not wanting to teach in the traditional sense, I'd probably say after my first year of university. And that's quite a stark comment to make because I still had two years to go. Um, but my mum kind of said to me, if you look at it this way, because teaching is such a vocational course, 
even though you don't you might not go straight into teaching in the traditional sense there'll be so many different routes that it opens up for you and obviously looking at where I am right now it's evident because I am working in primary education it's just obviously on a one-to-one basis and I am working in tertiary education so again if you'd said to me when I was in my first year of university these are the options that you can do I think I would have felt a lot more confident in myself. I think I I kind of boxed myself in and thought this leads to teaching in a classroom in front of 30 children and there's no other job for you. This is all you can do. And that's 100% not true. Um, And so I think it was probably, yeah, the the second placement was quite difficult. And then the last placement was even more difficult because obviously it ramps up every year but more in a sense of me being able to cope with the responsibility and the pressures. And it's not necessarily from the school because the schools that I worked in were fantastic and the staff were so supportive and the the, the children were lovely. Every day was a new day in the sense of I actually failed my driving test and had to go into school on the same day. And one of my students said to me as he was leaving the classroom, have a nice sleep you look like you need one. And he was six. (laughs) So I was like, wow, you can really tell that I'm not feeling great today. But that's what I loved about it. I knew I loved the children. I knew I loved the job. It was the pressures of, I want to say, the politics behind it and the fact that there's so much pressure to just get all these tick boxes done. And that's how it felt for me anyway. Um, And so I just couldn't handle the, the responsibility. Um, And also the fact that I couldn't be as creative as I wanted to be because there were a lot of things that um, the actual teacher of the class said, we need this, this, this and this done. And I was a bit like, but I want to do this, this and this. And she was like, no, you can't. And I was like, oh, okay." So I was a bit like, hmm, I really want a job that is teaching, but is more controlled by me and I can be more creative and tailor it to the individual child rather than having to give like a blanket lesson where some children are perhaps missed and not given as much attention and detail as as they might need. Um, And in regards to my business, it was when I came back from traveling, um, which I think was 2018, it was after Durham. Yeah, after Durham, we went traveling, me and my boyfriend. Um, And I came home and I had the summer to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. And um, I was like, okay, I want to be a tutor. So I signed up to a website um, and I set up my little profile, but then it said, sorry, it costs however much to get your name actually visible to people. So I was like, "Mm, I'm gonna leave it. I'll just forget about it never mind and maybe two or three months later after months of searching for like normal jobs in the sense of a nine-to-five job I had a random email saying hi please could you tutor my child and so I was confused as to where they got my email from firstly because I'd forgotten that I'd signed up to this website and then I was like oh gosh yeah I remember I signed up and so I got in contact with her and I still have that duty now um, and it's really nice to see how much she's blossomed and how much she's changed and um, so I've had her you know now since September 2019 I think it was and from then on I thought yeah actually this is something that I want to do I want to get my name out there I want to th- I want this to be an actual business um, 
and so I kind of created a poster and like posted it on all of the Facebook community pages and on LinkedIn etc and it suddenly just took off and loads of people were sharing it which was really lovely and it kind of got it out there and and then at the same time I was like I can't have this as my full-time job because it just doesn't generate enough income so I need to find a job that fits in perfectly with my tutoring um, and obviously because tutoring usually it's after about three o'clock in the afternoon because that's when primary schools finish I was like I need a job that's in the morning so I was searching for ages to find like a part-time job in an education kind of industry and then this Leeds Trinity job just popped up which is 9 till 12 30 every day in an area that I love oh, well now I love it at the time I didn't know what it is but you know I love it now but at a place that I love that I did my degree and it was honestly like someone had said we'll give her a break let's just make it work for her tick 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 it all fits together done there's, there's so many I love that it's, it's a great story and I, I think it does uh, show so what can happen you know if you if you put in the work and you really try and and you know if, if you get a bit of luck along the way um it, it makes you know such a difference and, and delighted to hear that I, I want to rewind back to something you said at the start of that which I, I thought was really interesting because you know you, you made two points you said that um that the kind of the school teaching a wasn't kind of creative enough which I, I totally understand I totally get that but you said mm. uh, you said and I'm going to quote you here you said I couldn't handle the responsibility but then in my head the second you said that and I went I didn't get a chance to say because I didn't want to interrupt you but in my head I'm saying so then you went off and set up your own business and <laughs> and uh, and have have a tutoring company where you're the only tutor I mean like you, you probably couldn't go for more responsibility <laughs> if you tried in, in a kind of an educational sense when it, at least in the school you've got the support of the school that's true um I guess I mean I think it's probably because more the responsibility because there's more children as well so you have a class of 30 whereas obviously I I only have eight tutees so because there's less children I can really devote my time and effort and creative juices if that's what you want to call it um to each individual child so I, I probably spend you know like maybe two two to three hours a week planning for each child um but because I love it so much I don't really see it as a job and I think because it's only um you know an, an hour for each child again it doesn't seem too heavy whereas when I was in the classroom because it was you know nine till half three but then you've got all of the planning for the next day you've got the marking of the books the classroom set up etc and there was 30 of them let's say it just made it seem way too heavy for me um and because you're in a school that has a certain that they obviously they have all of their own what's the word um values like values that kind of thing so they have their own values and they have their own practices and they have their own ways of teaching and if you don't kind of agree with that or you don't fit in with everybody else again not that I didn't necessarily but I did feel that a couple of the schools that I've worked in have been quite authoritarian um, and I'm kind of a little bit more focused on I like play I like experiential learning um I like them to be I like them being creative so you know I, I look online for ways of cr teaching maths in a creative way so that they don't actually know that they're doing maths if you see what I mean 
Um, and obviously I've learned all of this from Leeds Trinity and, and that's why I did love the degree. I, I don't want people listening to think that I hated the degree because I didn't. The degree itself and the university was fantastic. It was just the job for me personally um, was just too much to handle really. And, and in, in fairness, I, I, I think a lot of people who would be listening who know anything about uh, particularly the schooling system in England will, mm-hmm. will be familiar that it is a, it is a strained system in, in, the, in the sense that I think a lot of the teachers find that they have um, issues with certain things, how they're run. I'm not going to criticise the system at all because I, I don't work in it, but I, I do know that that is a kind of feedback that a lot of people who work in the English um school system have said so I don't think you're alone I think that people will will understand that mm-hmm. it's it's interesting though I, I, I am fascinated by the fact that a tutor who's running her own business would get a job as a knowledge exchange coordinator because it, it there's some <laughs> kind of poetry in that and you, you you've already kind of touched a little bit about what that job is and 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 uh they, they explained it gave us a bit of an introduction to it but what's your kind of day-to-day like in a job like that so um in as you'll know yourself in in a higher education institution you have um the TEF and the REF and obviously their research excellence framework and teaching excellence framework um and this year Research England have brought out the KEF which is the knowledge exchange framework um and knowledge exchange is something that's existed within higher education for for a long time but it's kind of come under a number of terms so people might have heard of it as knowledge transfer um innovation there's so many different terms so I think there's quite a lot of contention around what knowledge exchange actually is um, and quite a lot of the time um, people don't realize that they're actually doing it so you'll say oh by the way have you done anything recently there is knowledge exchange and they'll say no no I've not even heard of it and you'll say well what have you been up to and they'll be like oh well I've, I've done this publication and I've set up this working group with the local community and I've done this this and this and you're like well all of those are knowledge exchange um, So I think Leeds Trinity are aiming to get knowledge exchange as kind of like a little hub and we're wanting to increase our practices with knowledge exchange, Um, you know, hopefully get our name out there, create partnerships and have loads of public engagement. And it's, it's harder for a smaller institution like Leeds Trinity to do something like that because you obviously don't have a huge number of employees and you don't have the capacity I guess to to do the stuff that like University of Manchester do or University of Leeds even um, but it is great because you can create those relationships with other institutions and me personally because I only started last February it's been a case of trying to get to know a number of people at the university um, I did like an audit to see what a few people have done throughout the university to get an idea of what areas of knowledge exchange we are strong in. Um, So public engagement is definitely one of our strengths, but there's also um, IP and um, there's there's a number of different areas that that classes as knowledge exchange. And for the KEF, you have to provide three different statements, public engagement one, a local growth and regeneration one, and then a general institutional statement to kind of set the scene for your institution. And so I think it's going to be a tri-annual thing, but Research England, because it's the first stage, it's all very 
unsure at the moment. So we're still waiting to hear the results of our KEF and I'm really excited to hear how we've done. I think it'll be interesting to see. Well, good luck. I hope it goes well. Yeah. And and I'm I'm curious. Like I don't usually get to this actually to actually get asked this question too often mm-hmm. in the podcast. But I'm curious curious to know what you hope to do kind of in the future of it because it it sounds like you've kind of had this kind of dual career that is fascinating in both sense because you know you've got the knowledge knowledge exchange which is super interesting and and I, I appreciate it. I'm a total higher education geek so I'm I'm like <laughs> on your every word going yeah yeah I'm, I'm totally totally following this and um but also from the tutoring and having your own business and do you see a point where are you, I suppose are you hoping that you can kind of travel those roads as long as possible or would you want to switch and be full-time in one and full-time another or just mm-hmm. I mean I'm not gonna make you gonna commit to anything right here now I'm just wondering what you're what you're thinking and what what you'd hope to do in the future. Yeah I mean I think because of how it's all fallen I've been you know super lucky and fortuitous but realistically it's probably not something that I can continue doing for a number of years just because tutoring is so I have to be so flexible um because one week I might especially during Covid there's been many times where I've had calls saying I'm sorry we we can't come this week or I'm on furlough so I can't afford it and it's been some weeks where like this week for example um I'm working Monday to Friday two hours of tutoring every day and then I'm also doing three hours on a Sunday so whereas then it can go to another week where I only have Wednesday afternoon one hour so it's very it definitely couldn't be my main job because it just doesn't generate enough income uh, to, to live on basically and I think for for Trinity I because I found knowledge exchange or I should better say it, it found me I would love to continue to work in it because it's an area that I really enjoy and I think it's really interesting and because it's up and coming as well and it's getting out there people are getting more aware of what knowledge exchange is and it's definitely not something that's you know going to vanish overnight it's probably going to be there for a long long time so I quite like the fact that I've come come at it right at the beginning when things have started to kick off and I'd really like to see it through so who knows really what's going to happen? I'm um, I'm excited to see as well what 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 I'm where I'm going to be in a year's time. Who knows? Maybe come back to us at a, at a later stage and give us an update because it it is re- it is really interesting because you is you've got these two really interesting careers that are kind of going parallel and um, yeah. that are so different and so overlapping at the same time. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens with it. We're coming to the end of the chat and yeah. I'm I'm. I've really enjoyed the conversation. It's been very different, very interesting to 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 see how things have went and how you, you how you've got on. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm very curious to know what advice you have for those who are listening who aren't sure about what they're going to do, who have worries and concerns about the courses they're doing or where they're going to lead and all those kind of things that that go along with it. Where do you start in the advice that you have to give? Well, from someone who, as I've already said, is quite an anxious person. I can't imagine how people must be feeling, especially this year, who are graduating when things are so unknown. But I guess for me, hard work is what gets you to where you want to be. And I think perseverance and resilience are also two really important skills because they are skills. You kind of have to train yourself 
to be resilient and to persevere and to have the patience that things will work out eventually even if you sat there thinking what am I going to do with my life um you know that's kind of where I was this time last year I had one duty I didn't have a job I just you know everyone around me seemed to be in full-time careers and they were buying houses or they were getting married and having babies and I was there a bit like okay twiddling my thumbs what do I do and it kind of fell into place for me and perhaps I was very lucky because I know that doesn't happen for everybody but I did work hard and you know I, I searched for jobs for a number of times I worked at an agency for a year and a bit just doing odd jobs worked in a laboratory for some time worked in a, a car company for some time and so you know you have to do those kind of odd bits to get to where you want to be so I would I would say my best piece of advice is to believe in yourself and believe in your ability to persevere and to get to where you want to be because if you truly want something you will give it your all and you'll get there it just might take a lot longer than you anticipated or a lot shorter like it did for me I would also say that it's really important to have a good work-life balance and to put yourself first and if you feel like you're getting overwhelmed and that things are getting too much and you're trying so much but you're not really getting anywhere then you need to put your own mental health and your well-being first for sure Massive thank you to Sophie for appearing on today's show. As always, if you can help spread the word of Graduate Compass, it would be a massive help. The point of this podcast is to kind of spread as much of the information as as we gather from every interview uh, in the show around. So if you do know anyone who you think would benefit from it or anyone you think might be a good interviewee, put them in touch with the show and uh, or follow, like, share, all the rest of it. We're on TikTok, Facebook and Twitter and you can subscribe to the podcast on anywhere you get your podcasts in the meantime i'm keanu sullivan thanks for listening thank you for listening to this episode of graduate compass remember if there is a degree subject or specific industry you would like to be featured on any future episodes then we would love to hear from you and know what you are trying to find out our email is info at graduatecompass.ie. 